following the leader wherever she may go. <laughs> Tee-dum, tee-dee, dum We're one for all, and all of us are for fun. Welcome to Flipping Off, a purpose-driven podcast about flipping houses and making a difference. Woo. All right. Hey, everybody. Good day. I'm Melina Boswell here. So uh, let me just say this. We do these podcasts. We love doing them. Uh, And there's always a conversation of what we should talk about. And so we put out a a request on the Facebook page. Actually, David did and said, hey, what do you guys want to hear? So there's an overwhelming um, request to, um, for people to hear from us and maybe personal growth and what's happened for us. Because I think it's pretty clear that real estate investing is just a, a vehicle. It's just a tool. But if you don't have your head right, then you'll just quit, right? Um, we all want to have um, a certain kind of lifestyle, a certain kind of income. And that's why we chose real estate investing and what we learn is that until we get the caca and straighten our head, there's just no opportunity for real growth. So um, people were asking for us to share um, maybe any one personal growth um, situation or experience that we've had. And so I I picked um, a few people to be in the studio with me today. So I have um, Mr. Oscar Solaris here with me. Hey there. Frank Luna. Hello. I don't know that Frank's grown. But I guess we'll find out. He's grown. I can tell from here he's grown. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate wow. that. You guys. <laughs> My God, I love you. I love the shit out of you guys. I just want to tell you that. You used to go like that. Kevin. <laughs> Moving on. Who, who else is here? <laughs> Why don't you introduce him, would you? <laughs> I don't know. Did we get, and we have Manny. Mm-hmm. Hello. And we have Tim John. Tim. As well, yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, my gosh. All right. So, you know what? I was thinking... Oh, wait. And don't forget about Kevin Sito. Sito! You know what? I may make you come eat this mic with me. Come over here and... Come on. I want to have you probably do it. Yeah. All right. So, here's... I'll start. <laughs> so, I was thinking about this in terms of personal growth and, and who I am and what kind of growth I've had. And many of you know that I have devoted my, my life to... Um, the last 25 years anyway, to personal growth. And I was just sharing this with somebody, how um, my life has been very, very um, structured. I'm a structured person. I like security. I like structure. Um, But then there's this really wild side of me. And so God bless Dave. (laughs) I mean, I know you see these guys that are sitting here at this table with me are having to manage me now. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and it's not easy. I know I'm totally shoot ready aim and I'm very clear on that. Uh, and so, but I've been, I'm, I'm, I'm a person that I think the number one personal growth skill set that I went after early on in my journey was um, the art of self-discipline. And that was the one thing that I just decided I was going to, I was going to hone in on mainly because I had none. Right, I was the most. I, I never was taught self-discipline. I didn't understand the power of um, self-discipline until I started to want to run my own business. And then I realized, wow, it, you really have to get that. So that was the skill set that I really decided I was going to hone in on. And I've built my career over the last twenty-five years um, with a lot of self-discipline. So I've devoted um, my life to my faith first, which required a lot of self-discipline. My faith 
um, my husband, so my marriage, my children, and my business. And that has been my life. And it has been very structured in that way. And that has been my focus in everything uh, that I've done. And so in that, um, I've, I have devoted so much time to getting my head straight. Because I know that there is, it's an impossibility to have a right relationship with God, to have a right relationship with my husband, with my children, and to be able to run a business with my mind isn't right. So um, that's what I've really been focusing on. And then I found myself um, 18 months ago a widow. And that wasn't part of my plan. And so now this opened up this new chapter for me that is, um, you know, Melina Boswell, um, the woman. And who is she and what does she want to do? And um, instead of being um, Dave's wife, David and Andrew's mom, um, and Dave's business partner, uh, co-founder of New Wealth Advisors Club. And now I am Melina Boswell, um, CEO, founder, and widow. And so what that has been like for me um, over the last 18 months has been um, the most difficult uh, thing I've ever had to take on. And I've had some ups and downs that have been um, crazy. And what have I learned? Um, I was just thinking about this. When we first um, started doing podcasts, you know, we would sit in here and I, I don't know if you guys remember that it was, I had so much anxiety even getting behind this microphone, not knowing what I was going to say. And we'd sit out in the, like in the lobby before we would do a podcast and we'd actually write, kind of discuss what we were going to do. We'd hit, you know, hey, we're going to hit this and this is the intention and it's very, and I would have so much anxiety. I, sometimes I would come in here and do handstands. I would have to like, you know, for me going upside down helps release a lot of energy from your anxiety. So I'll get into a child's pose or a down dog or, and, and if I'm up in a handstand, like, you know, I'm, I'm having lots of anxiety. And I can remember being in a handstand right there because I couldn't even speak into this microphone because it was so far outside of my comfort zone. And um, so now I don't, like, it's, I'm like, you know, who gives a crap, let's just go, right? And I just come in here and I sit down. And so I realized that um, for me, uh, that's just one piece of the personal growth is that um, owning my role as CEO and sitting here at this chair and feeling confident and comfortable and leading you guys through the conversation and not knowing exactly what we're doing and being okay with that. Um, so that's kind of been my, I think my, one of my moments of feeling, having a lot of confidence. Um, you know, I did just get back from a trip. Um, I went to Europe by myself and, uh, that was a really big deal for me, um, to get on a plane, get on several planes <laughs> and really have no planning. Um, didn't, didn't even know where I was going. I mean, I knew I was going to the country of Croatia and that was the extent of what I knew. Uh, so I got myself on a plane and um, traveled to Europe by myself. And I was on a trip for eight days by myself. And um, it, was, it was a scary, it was a very terrifying thing for me to do. Let me tell you the truth. Um, even, you know, there's so many things like, you know, my bag and, um, you know, making sure that I can, even getting my bag in through the airplane and putting it up in the bins up above and having enough strength to do that. And then where am I going to sit and who's going to be sitting next to me? And I'm really all by myself. And when I land in some strange country, I have to find a way to get to my next destination. So I have to get my own transportation and I have to figure out how to do that. And, and, um, it was a lot of, 
um, anxiety for me. And I look back and go, two years ago, would I have been able to do that? I, I don't think I would have. Um, well, maybe I would have, but I guess I just did it. I just jumped in and said, I'm going to do this um, in spite of my fear, right? I just acted in spite of my fear. And maybe you guys think, I wonder if people out there think um, maybe that's not that big of a deal. But for me, um, you know, I was married to a man who would never let me lift my own bag. I was married to a man who made sure that everything was taken care of for me and treated me like such a queen and made sure that stuff was done. And now I'm really all on my own. And um, it was terrifying uh, and exhilarating all at the same time. So I now, you know, have learned new languages. I can now walk into, I can, I feel confident I can get myself around, you know, Europe. I can find my way into any bar, you know, by myself, which is a big deal, you know? So I'm just kidding. So um, one of the nights, let me tell you one of the things that happened when I was there, um, there was a group of people and they were going to meet somewhere for dinner in town and um, we were in split Croatia. So they sent me a message, hey, would you like to meet us? And I said, yeah, and I'm staying at a hotel by myself. Um, and so I said, send me the address where you're going. And they did. So I asked the front desk, Hey, you know, I can walk. And they said, yeah, it's like a 15 minute walk. I'm like, Oh, perfect. So I just start walking through the streets of Croatia by myself. I get to downtown, which is great. So I have my little walking Google map on, right. And I cannot find the, um, actual restaurant. So here I am in this giant city of walls where, you know, uh, uh, Game of Thrones was filmed. That's where I was. And I'm walking through the city and I cannot find the restaurant because my Google, I don't have an internet. So my Google maps won't let me, right? So I literally, like if you would have watched watched me on the map, it would have been hilarious. So for an hour and a half, I walked around these city walls until at some point I started to cry because I was like, and I just go, I give up. I actually said the words, I quit, I give up. And so I sent a message to one of the people and I said, hey, I give up. I'm sorry. I just can't find you guys. And I'm done. I don't, I don't want to, like, I felt so overwhelmed. And he was like, where, you know, he calls me. He says, where are you? And I said, I'm in front of the no stress bistro getting ready to go pound back some vodka because I'm like stuck here. And he said, wait there, you're like two minutes from us. <laughs> so... <laughs> Yeah. So here I am. So he comes walking up and I'm like, holy crap. I mean, it wasn't even two minutes within one minute. I was literally around the corner and I walked by them so many times, but the way this cafe was, I couldn't see it. It didn't have like a sign on, you know what I mean? And I just didn't know where I was going. And it was such a moment of, um, I started laughing to myself after I was crying. And then I started to laugh because, um, of what I was experiencing. And I, I was kind of like, is this really, this is my life. This is totally crazy. And, um, but I wouldn't trade it. I wouldn't trade it for anything. So, um, that's my, um, just little stories of growth. <laughs> so, um, Manny, we asked you to come in, um, today specifically because you're somebody that we look at and go, you've had a ridiculous amount of growth. Um, so would you share, I don't know if you want to share one thing or if you want to share a little story um. like I just did. I might need a handstand first. <laughs> it helps. Um, I want to see that. Yeah. <laughs> um, story. Um, I don't know if I have a particular story. It's just uh, for me, it's you know, it's kind, it's kind of like the little journey that I have been from starting the club. It's like you know, you have you go through like these phases when you come in because obviously when you you come into the club, it's 
you're looking for a better way, a better life. You, you know, you, you're trying to make more money. Mm-hmm. That's that's the ultimate goal when everybody gets there is because you're looking to make more money. Mm-hmm. And then you realize it's it's not about money. <laughs> and then you realize, you know, what we do is, you know, we are able to actually help people. So then you kind of turn a little corner and you're like, okay, cool, I, I, I want to help people now. I, I, I want to get that high of helping people. <laughs> and then you start, you know, you start kind of going that way and then you start realizing, I, I still need money. Hold on, <laughs> wait a minute. I, yeah. I, I still need money. Yes. So what's going on here? Okay, so then you, you have to, you know, you just kind of get a little confused as far as that's how, how it was mm-hmm. for me, you sure. know? Yes. And, um, you know, just being around the club and, and trying to trying to bounce around and everybody kind of that I've talked to has these kind of little, you know, I would not adventure, but just kind of little moments that, that, that they're in, you know, mm-hmm. like, hey, I need to make money. Then they're in a different phase. I guess they're phases, you know, that you go yeah. through. And for me, you know, I, I've kind of went through a lot of them and I went back and forth and back and forth. And then once we started, once I got the mentorship um, and, and learned, you know, the, the steps, the steps that I needed to take to, to make myself better, um, it, it definitely helped a lot because um, you 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 know you know you want to be a certain place. You just don't know how to get there. And everybody mm-hmm. thinks that you know I need a coach. I need a coach, and that coach is going to get me there. I just got to hold his hand and I go right to the top. I just <laughs> got to follow him. He's going to take me there, and I'm going to get there. But you know, you actually have to. You know, I realize this. You have to do it yourself. Mm-hmm. No matter the coach is there to guide you, but the work you have to do it yourself. Mm-hmm. You have to put in the work for yourself. You got to do research. You got to do your homework. You got to figure out, you know, what's stopping you, what's what's preventing you from getting to that point because it's nobody else that's preventing you from getting there. It's actually the things, the actions that you're doing that is you just don't know what it is that you're you're, you're doing wrong or you're not you know, you're not doing correctly. Mm-hmm. So for me it was just realizing that hey, it's it ultimately, it, it's up to me to get to to where I want to be. Hmm. And, you know, with all the steps from the mentorship is showing me how to gradually, you know, look into myself, look into what I'm what I've, you know, what I've been doing in the past and say, hey, I'm, I've been doing this all my life and it's not getting me anywhere. <laughs> um, so obviously something's got to change. Mm. And it's not it's not easy to change, you know, because you, you've been doing it your whole life. So you think that's the way you're supposed to be. That's the way life is supposed to be you're supposed to go to work you know all day come home eat dinner and then just sit down and just relax and wind down and get ready for the next day you know it's when you realize that after you get home and you eat dinner that you still have to do more work mm-hmm. if you want to get that extra you know step ahead there, there's more work to be done and there is time you think there's no time <laughs> um but you know you got to make time and for me just just focusing on, and it, it's hard. I still struggle. You know, I work every single day at at trying to uh, uh, make myself better. But uh, we just had the trip. Actually, you know, we just had a trip to Hawaii, mm-hmm. and I was doing really, really good. From after the mentorship, I was I was doing really, really good. Um, just growing and learning every single day, and I had a certain um, a certain pattern that I that I uh, that I was, I was riding and I created every day, getting up early and I was doing the same routine, everything. And it was really working. Once we went to Hawaii for a family mm-hmm. vacation, I came back, it was, mm-hmm. it was out of whack. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's weird how it takes you so long to get that routine and get going. And it takes just a second to get out of it and just Man. throw you, throw you for a loop. And, um, 
So, so I really appreciate you saying that because what I've watched is this, I've watched this, um, unfold before my very eyes. And so, um, I, I want to ask you two questions. The first one is, um, you, you, we all choose a word for the year, right? So your word for 2019 is what? Uh, legacy. And so, um, can you share with us what you've done to create legacy specifically with your family at home very recently? Um, we actually, um, me and my wife, uh, my wife, Tina, actually, she just got done with the mentorship. So Mm -hmm. she's still, you know, she's on the beginning phases. (laughs) She's on fire. Yeah. She's on the beginning stages. So we, we actually both decided to do the mentorship with our kids. Um, so we are already on, on week six, it's a 10 week, uh, mentorship. So we were on week six with all three of our kids. And (laughs) And can you uh, tell us how old your children are? Uh, 18, uh, 15 and 13. So can you believe that? Um, so yeah, so they just finished the book. Thank you for bringing that up. Cause I totally forgot. I, I was thinking about that on the way over and it just mm-hmm. it lost my mind, but that has actually been, um, really, really, really good. Um, like I was thinking on the way over here, just kind of like, what are we going to talk about? What, you know? Mm-hmm. And I was just like, there, there's, there's no money in the world that, that can replace from, you know, when I first got here, I'm like, I want to, I'm here to make money. You know, I could have, you know, made all this money right in the beginning and I would have never did this mentorship with my kids <laughs> and, and all that money in the world would have never replaced of what we're getting from this mentorship with our kids. Cause just some of the things that I hear them talk about, it's like, and it's growing as tighter as a family because we sit down on Sunday and we all just have this conversation and we just start talking and, um, it, it's, it's, it's amazing to see what, what, you know, what I picture them as kids, but their answers, they're, they're not kid answers, mm-hmm. you know, and it's, just it's like, um, and you read their homework and you know, it's weird. It's like my, I, it's weird how my daughter's like separates her friends of like, this is only a three minute friend that, and this is a, you know, and, and she knows who she has a list of friends she needs to get rid of and. And, you know, and she's 13, so it's like, wow. It's, Seriously. It's, so it's it's pretty uh, it's pretty amazing that that I've I've gone to learn that process, and we're after you know, you know, the legacy that our kids that we're gonna get, you know, showing that to our kids is is you can't put a price on that. You know, that's that's true wealth. In, in my mind, no money can replace that of what what they're gonna get from that. And we always try to you know remind them like, hey, we're we're 42. And we're we're just doing this, you know. You guys yeah. are so young, yeah. so you know. I, I wish we would have did this, and we give them that whole spiel, and they and they understand. But you know, one thing that stood out in the last homework I read was um, uh, it said um, it's asking some questions. Of, I forgot the particular question it was, but what my son had wrote that um, something that someone has shown you something, and she but my my dad has shown me that it's never too late to change. <sighs> So um, that was a big, a big uh, um, thing for me to read. Uh, so, uh. so, so I'm he- sitting here listening to you, right? And I know this. All this is happening, just like Melina, because I've seen it. Because we were into the same group. Um, but the the thing that stands out for me is your perspective. Right, your perspective is I went on vacation. And I lost my momentum. But what I'm hearing is I went on vacation and I rose my momentum because the impact and the shift that occurred is no longer about me, but it's about others. 
right? Because your original stuff was you. I'm working out. I'm doing this. I'm doing that. I'm doing this, right? And now it's it's it was a shift. So I don't know if you lost momentum versus <laughs> there was a shift in priority. Yeah. What was that, Tim? Like. Yes. Well, we're, uh-huh. yeah. Without without being able to draw a visual, we've been uh, educating as leadership. We've been educating ourselves on like a leadership pipeline, and the principle is that we have this way of there's the this leadership ladder, if you will, and each direction you're heading, you have the uh, you come to a point when you can shift directions and start. Making it about instead of dealing with yourself, dealing with others, and you can continue working on yourself and you can become way, way, way better. But as a parent, I, I'm not a parent, so I, it's really, um, you know, take this with a grain of salt. So, I, but what it sounds like is as a parent, you can continue working on yourself, but it, doing that is never going to make you a better parent. It's going to make you better you, better you, better you, but it'll never make you a better parent until you take that shift. And at, and it's okay to not focus 100% on yourself anymore. Well, it's actually, it, it, it's it's actually, necessary. It's actually increasing you as a leader, right. you know, because who, who gets better, you know, how you get, it's always the teacher who gets more. So um, Oscar is exactly 100% right. That's why I thought it was interesting for you to talk about, you know, vacation and what happened. And I'm like, no, what actually happened is you had, and you, you went to the next level mm-hmm. is what you did. And that was the, that was the cross section that happened, yeah. right? Where you were working on yourself and then you guys went on vacation as a family. Mm-hmm. And then at some point a decision was made, we're going to do this with our kids, <laughs> Right, mm-hmm. and that happened shortly after coming. If I remember correctly, shortly yeah. after coming back from Hawaii, the, <laughs> the mentorship starts with the kids. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> we actually we actually bought the books when we were in Hawaii. Yeah. So when we got back. Yeah. Okay. Right. Uh-huh. So that's that's really what what took place. So now you find yourself, I believe, in, in a really cool spot, which is you're a, you're self aware mm-hmm. because you're saying, hey, I stopped doing these things, mm-hmm. but now you be, need to become more aware of the shift that happened. Mm-hmm. And the shift that happened, you're starting to to see the fruit from that shift, right? When you have a 13-year-old categorizing their friends and I being able to identify the ones that are not good friends, that's pretty big. No, it's huge. It's life-changing, right. life-changing for her. Like you you will change the trajectory of her life because most 13-year-olds don't – the, the friends that we choose at that age are – they do – they Junk. do they, uh-huh. Well, they shape our life. They shape, they shape yeah. where we go and what we do. And to make her even aware of that at this age is – it is truly – you will change the trajectory of her entire life by that. And, I mean, hi, that's kind of a big deal. Yeah, it's it's pretty amazing. You know, she's just the future of our country. That's all. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, you know, not a right? big deal. Not a big deal. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, but yeah, th- this thanks to you know the club NWAC, you know everybody involved. It's just like being a part of of you know, and you you read all the time or you hear all the time words. You know, you are you know you are who uh, you know you are about the people you hang around with and. It truly is. It, it truly is that you know. I get to see it, and I get to hear and 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 hear everything from you guys. And I pick up things, you know. And I just I just try to soak it up. But mm-hmm. you know, for all the other people out there that that are just starting, you know, just 
just make sure you're going to go through some some different shifts and just just stay in because you're going to you're going to have ups, you're going to have downs and mm. and the ones that the ones that stay in are going to be the ones that are going to see it to the end and and you think that you know, for me, I don't think I've had that moment where I want to I wanna just quit. You know, mm-hmm. you've had that down moments mm-hmm. that, you know, you're like, oh, man, you know, it's been rough. It's right. been rough. But I think that, uh, you know, from me seeing it through you guys and seeing you guys stay in and how long you did it, you know, I know I know everything works. It's just everybody has their own journey. And I think for me, you know, this is my journey. I need this journey because of just the way, you know, I was before. I think I needed to go through all this stuff and and not get it, you know, easy or handed to me because I think it, I, I think I would have probably just fell apart. Actually, I know I would have probably just fell apart on the end if it would have just went straight up. Mm. And I, I, I know now just mm. from being aware of all the stuff and all the learning and all the reading that I know that just as a family, as, you know, being married, I think this is just, you know, this is our foundation for where we're going to be, you know, in the future of top. <laughs> <laughs> and I know I and I, I have I you know I know I have a strong marriage, but I don't think it was I don't think uh, it would have probably been strong enough to be as far as up as we're gonna go. So I think <laughs> I think that's why we need Woo! to go. We needed to go through this little struggle. You know, well, it's not a little mm-hmm. struggle; it's a big struggle. But sure. um, I I think that's you know it's all for a reason. You know, so I believe that that. That's I appreciate why. that. Mm-hmm. So appreciate that. All right. Beautiful. Hi, this is Christian Rios. As many of you know, I have been a member of New Wealth Advisors Club for over seven years and got started when I was 17 years old with absolutely no real estate experience. One of the biggest lessons I have learned from being in the industry is the need for authentic relationships. If you're looking for an actual team locally in Southern California with all the resources needed to close deals, register for one of our free workshops by visiting www.joinnwac.com. Thanks for listening to the Flippin' Off podcast. All right. Um, TJ, do you... Oh, you're getting ready to sneeze? Or who wants to go next? Do you have a story? All right. Well, whoever wants to... Who, um, so thank you, Manny. That was beautiful. Who wants to share the next story? Who's going next? Do I need to pick Hi, you? Hi, Frank. Hey, Frankie. Frankie. Hey, guys. What's Frankie, going on? Frankie, Frankie. <laughs> <laughs> you got a story you want to share? You got a, you I, have, have, I have a lot of stories. I know. Do you have, um, do you have one... Um, you know when when uh yeah kind of like what we just heard from Annie or my little my um, little moment of growth moments of growth um i i when i'm working with people mm-hmm. when you're talking about the shifts mm-hmm. so um all, we are always working on ourselves mm-hmm. as coaches because we want to be able to pour into people more mm-hmm. and um that I think we've done a good job. I mean, mm-hmm. we've collaborated and we've um, pushed ourselves and, you know, we're learning and we're pouring in more. And um, I think our um, our mission, you know, to serve people has been being lived out. Mm-hmm. Um, but in, in all of that growth and doing different things and, um, you know, exploring and seeing what our limits and, and who we are um, – when I was when I was looking back at all the good things, all the successes and everything, um, like kind of just what Manny was talking about, um, the, it's for me um, the little there's little setbacks and failures, but I know that um, for my students and the people that I work with, um, the successes they're you know 
they know that somebody is teaching them or working with them that knows what they're doing. But um, the bigger um, impact that I feel that I've had, in, especially in the last you know couple of years, um, is just going through the struggle and um, and failing and um, being able to learn from those failures. And I think they've definitely made me, um, I guess it could have, and like when you talk about quitting, like I, I can definitely see like there could have been times when I would have uh, quit, but uh, the mission, the people, everything else was too important for that. So I was like, well, uh, I'm going to take everything that I can, learn everything about this um, this time of growth to be able to pour it into other people. And uh, yeah, for for years, it's just all just growing and learning and um, trying to give that information to other people. But what I'm having conversation with my students, be able to share more about the, the failure and what I learned has mm-hmm. is, is been way more valuable for them mm-hmm. versus saying <laughs> the other, you know, hey, I did this, this, this is how you do it. Uh-huh. And yeah, I, I see you're doing it, but what about when it gets hard? Mm-hmm. You know, now I, I definitely have a testimony about when it gets hard about, you know, what that looks like, the the feeling of um, possibly wanting to quit and then just recognizing that you can't quit. Like that's... You know, I'm I'm just going to be honest, right? So, I mean, not that I'm not ever honest, but (laughs) Frank, I'll be Frank, Frank. Um, I I just was thinking, you know, back, you know, and Oscar and I'm told Tim can probably attest to this where it seemed like, um, you know, you would... It felt to me like you were so raw, Frank. You were like a, um, you were just raw and on the verge of tears all the time. There was there was just a point in time when you were so uh, broken down, and the in the breaking down process for me is what I watched, and I saw you being very very raw. And and here's the thing with you: you you are a very you're a strong dude, right? And I would even go so far as to say um, stubborn. And I'm very, very stubborn. And you hide your stubbornness really well because um, you're really good with words. And Thank you. Yep, you're welcome. <laughs> and uh, so there's like a lot of shifting and a lot of, you know, direct redirecting and a lot of um, masking that goes on with you. You do a lot of smoke and mirrors. That's That's been your way in the past. And when we stopped allowing you to have smoke and mirrors, I mean, let's just keep it real. What happened was you, you, you had a decision to make. You had a choice. You could have absolutely said, I like my smoke and mirrors, so see you later. We had a joke. We'd be like, hey, Houdini, because that's what he would do, Houdini it out, right? And uh, so you had, a, you had a real choice to make. Hey, I can stay with my smoke and mirrors because it works for me, uh, and that doesn't let anybody in. Uh, or you could have chosen to identify and admit those smoke and mirrors. And what I watched you do was admit the smoke and mirrors. And then watching down, watching you like deconstruct those smoke and mirrors was, uh, it was really, really intense um, at times. And there was moments of, um, through the deconstruction process with you, that was intense where it was like screaming then it was crying, then it was praying, then it was don't talk to me, then it was, you know, it was, it was tough. And what I saw in you through that process was a rawness that was really beautiful um, and allowed us to, um, to see like the real Frank that I, that I personally know is there. 
um, my friend Frank, you know, um, but you don't let anybody in to see that. And you have, you have worked really hard at that deconstruction process. And now sharing it with your students is, um, been a beautiful thing because that's part of the reconstructing now. And that's where you are right now. And I think I'm going to tell you the thing that scared me the most for you is that I didn't think you would stay consistent through the reconstruction process. If I'm going to be honest, does that make sense? Yeah, totally. And so what I've watched is you stay consistent and stay in the reconstruction process. And that's not easy either because rebuilding sucks. You know, it's almost as bad as deconstructing. I think, I don't know which one is worse. They're both really, really hard. Um, and so am I right? <clears throat> yeah. Well, I was going to say for me, I, um, cause you just took a really long process and broke it into two halves that for mm -hmm. me wasn't there. There wasn't oh. a deconstruction half and then a rebuilding half. It was all just hard. <laughs> <laughs> that was, you know what I mean? Yeah. It was all just hard and it was things were good and then there was a breakdown and then things were better. Mm -hmm. And in that process, I think what you just said kind of broke – like what made me chuckle was that you broke it down into the two halves. There is the breaking down and then there's the rebuild. And even just that little – insight or that perspective of having like I am in the build re it's still hard and it still sucks <laughs> yeah but it doesn't suck as bad because I'm rebuilding right so I, that's why I chuckled in good that's good <laughs> so how about that that was good <laughs> <laughs> all right well Oscar you got anything where have you been because you know Oscar you've you um you know, I think if I, what I'd like to hear from you is um, what your process has been like going from, you know, um, senior investor, right, leadership team, and then in the reconstruction of the um, the infrastructure of, of the club, and now you're COO. Mm -hmm. So now you have this title and this role as COO in the club. And so personally, what's that been like for you? Um, <clears throat> so I'm going to go back a little bit further. Mm. Um because I'm listening to these guys, and so when you say deconstruct and rebuild, right, it immediately took me back to boot camp, mm -hmm. where they oh. tear you down completely. You're mm -hmm. no longer an individual. They break you down physically, mentally, emotionally. You're trash, right? And then they build you up, and you come out, like, invincible, mm -hmm. right, which mm -hmm. is what Frank is really de dealing with right mm -hmm. now <clears throat> or has, has progressed through. And then it took me to going in, transitioning into corporate world where personal development – was a requirement, mm -hmm. right? I was like, okay, I'll check the box. Mm -hmm. right? <laughs> I'll lead this group, whatever. Mm -hmm. um, and then transitioning from that to New Wealth Advisors Club and to where we are today, it's just been a progression, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And every, everything, if, if I really sat back and looked back, it's like, wow, look, this happened. Oh, I'm doing that. Mm -hmm. Well, this happened. Oh, now I'm, I get to implement that. Yeah. So that. it's uh, it's interesting to see all that materialize. And it's not – it doesn't make it any easier, mm -mm. right? Because there's still obstacles. There's still challenges. There's still growth. There's still um, – I think that the biggest thing I'm facing right now is is really learning how to – So I think I've always been a fairly good communicator. Mm -hmm. But there's some nuances now that I need to learn more about, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. right? So I need to be able to 
look at someone and know exactly what it is that they need to hear mm-hmm. to get to that next step. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's not what they need to hear, it's what they need to see, mm-hmm. right? Or how a situation is handled, mm-hmm. right? where it's real easy to snap, mm-hmm. but you don't. Right. Right. So there's, there's just some things there that, that, I mean, I went out and bought three books and I read this and I read that and it's just constantly developing myself now to be able to fill the role, mm-hmm. which... What's well, interesting because when I think about it, you know, when you talked about, you know, boot camp, right? So Marine uh, and then into corporate America uh, and then you had a specific role in management in corporate America, right? And then you jump, you jump out of that into entrepreneurship, so now all of a sudden you're an entrepreneur. So that's an entirely different world. And now you've built relationships with other entrepreneurs, us at NWAC. So now uh, you went from entrepreneur to leader of um, volunteers, <laughs> running your own business, you know, and, and sort of, you know, using all of that skill set to now all of a sudden back into shump, um, hi, you're now the COO of other entrepreneurs, and it's, it is not like anything else out there. Nothing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I acknowledge that. <laughs> and I thank you for that. Yeah. yeah you know, I, I sit back and I'm, I'm like, I have to review these numbers. I have to look at this. Yeah, I have to yeah, see yeah. where we are operationally, yeah. blah, blah, yeah. blah. And I think back, like, shit, I used to do this, right? I had a PNL. I had to yes. manage that PNL. Yes. I had to do all these things. I had right. to keep, and then I had all these people that would look up to you and say, okay, what do I do now? Right. And, and half the time you're like, I don't know what I'm supposed <laughs> to do next, but let's try this, right? <laughs> so uh, what was that, that acronym? Because I texted it to you. Oh, um, yeah. Um, it was m- Mother. mother right? <laughs> That's me. <laughs> right. What I forget the, what the M was. I forget too. But it's something on the run. Yeah. Um, it's, I think it was Melina on the run. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, it was our financial advisor. <laughs> Yeah, it was it was funny though because immediately I was like, "Oh, mother!" Yes, that's me. Yep, there you go. Yeah, right? because yeah. and it's it had to do with the velocity of entrepreneurship. Yeah, right? the the speed that things move at, and the fact that most often as an entrepreneur, you're not you're not operating on a set agenda. Right. You're you're tackling things as they come your way, and and now to to put for lack of a better term a a corporate umbrella around a bunch of mothers, <laughs> right? Chief is, mother. Is, is challenging uh-huh. to say the least. Yes. But And so that's all the, for me, that's, that's where I'm at now. It's mm-hmm. just learning to develop the skills to, for a few different things. One is how to, how to manage it. And then the other is how to keep up <laughs> and at the same time, be flexible enough to say, hey, I, that's not that important. Let me let them play there and do their thing there. And let me focus on these things, right? So there's there's a lot of, yeah, it's 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 pretty crazy. But We are in a crazy time right but now. But it's fun. It is fun. It's definitely fun. So, uh, TJ, what do you, you got? Mm. Like a lot. Um, I try to think, like, through this, I've been listening to everybody share, and I think about, just, uh, you know, I can go down the path of entrepreneurship and things to learn. Like, for for instance, uh, I had to learn how to – I had to learn real estate. Mm-hmm. Or at least I thought I had to learn real estate. Mm-hmm. And then I got involved in real estate and I realized, well, no, I need to, I need to learn people. I need to really work on my communication skills. Mm-hmm. And then I do that. And then 
through the process, that starts coming together. And fairly recently, you real or I realized that, holy cow, I can do real estate and I can talk to people now, but I don't know, I don't have the slightest idea how to run a business. <laughs> <laughs> right? I mean, I'm like, go back through the taxes for the last year and and realize I didn't write a single note on a single receipt. <laughs> You know, just little stuff like that. <laughs> the hell was that for? <laughs> yes. Oh, <laughs> yeah. my God. And I'm like, holy cow, there's so much. Uh-huh. There's so much to yeah. what we do yes. as an organization to help pour into people because mm-hmm. um, it isn't like people – I'll just talk about my own myself when mm-hmm. I got rolling – is I thought it was real estate. I thought mm-hmm. I was going to look at a house, <laughs> look at a kitchen, decide how much it's going to cost to fix it, and then make an offer and buy a house and fix the property <laughs> yeah. and done. Right. Right? Simple yes. process. And it is simple. Uh-huh. And then there's a homeowner. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Holy cow. How the heck do I talk to this person? Right? Because they they're not talking about the kitchen. <laughs> no, they don't want to talk about the kitchen. Uh-uh. So then I have to learn that process. And then it's a matter of... Okay, so you've made a bunch of money, right? And you've spent a bunch of money, right? And now you have a potential huge tax bill <laughs> unless you can prove where you spent the money, and you didn't write a single thing on a single receipt. Oh my God, I love that. <laughs> you I know what that. I mean? So yes. So those are some of the things that mm. I remember mm. learning, mm-hmm. and you know, and and the you talked about self discipline, and for me, the self discipline of learning, uh, of learning real estate, of learning people that that was fairly simple. The mm-hmm. self discipline of writing a Mm-hmm. Note on a receipt is something that I still struggle with mm-hmm. uh, a few years after learning that that yeah. hard lesson. Um, so I, I, that is something that I constantly work on is uh, the the running of the business side mm-hmm. of things as right. opposed to just doing real estate, just pouring into students mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And there's so many times I just um, have wanted to quit. Like at the end of the day, I look at you know, an accountant asking me a question about a transaction a year and a half ago. <laughs> <laughs> oh what was that ten thousand dollars yes. for? And oh I'm like, God, oh you know exactly man. what that looks like. I'm like, oh my God. I don't care. Yeah. Just I don't even want to deal with this anymore. Yeah, <laughs> you know. So yeah. Oh my you know. God, I so get that. And then on top of that, TJ, right. you know, you decided to get married. Right. So now you're a newlywed. Yes. And so, like, that's not a big deal. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's a whole, that's, it you is. know, that's an entirely new world because you've, you've never been married before. Right. And so now, you know, adding that on into your already very complicated life. Right. Right. I imagine that's, that is an, an entirely new world for you to learn to manage and grow through. Yeah. I, when you talk about that, it reminds me, and I connected with what you said about, um, you know, who you are today. And for me, that, who am I? Like, there's a ring on this finger, and that's yes. Like, who am I with a ring on my finger? Yeah. What does that look like? Who mm-hmm. am I as a? You know, I was pretty clear on who I was as a as a single guy, as an entrepreneur, as a real estate investor, mm-hmm. as a struggling business owner. Mm-hmm. Um, I was pretty clear on who I was, <clears throat> and then he put a ring on your finger, and I'm like, now who am I? Mm. Like, yeah. who am I as yeah. as as a married man? Mm-hmm. You know, who am I as a as a as a leader of a family and, right. and, uh, how do I show up there? And, and, um, what's the right way? I mean, I, I very much my whole life, I like my, I struggle with the right way. Yeah. Like if it's not right. the right way or if it's not going to be the right way, I might even not even attempt it. So I really struggle with, am I doing it the right way? Is it the wrong way? 
you know, and I, like that is also a really um, difficult uh, transition. Mm-hmm. You know, it, yeah. it's, my word this year is be, mm-hmm. and I'm like, who? <laughs> be who? Be what? Like, like I don't even know what it looks like, Ooh. right? And I, mm-hmm. I have uh, good role models mm-hmm. like you know Dave and these guys as, as married men with with uh, their own relationships, but they work their way and they work and I have good, good role models and I, I do my best to, um, be the best things that I see in these guys, the mm-hmm. best things that I see in my, in my father. And, mm-hmm. and, uh, I'm doing my best to become that. Mm-hmm. And it's a shift. It's like, I, I really wish it was a matter of putting the ring on and then you're married man. <laughs> Yeah. It, but yeah. It, that hasn't happened for me. Right. Yeah. You know, I'm really okay. not sure how to how to do it. Mm. You know, um so as you're speaking, I'm I'm thinking back to old Tim. Mm-hmm. Right. Way back I'm thinking seven years ago, eight mm-hmm. years ago. Okay. Uh, and to who you are today. And for me for some reason there's a gap mm. right of who Tim was back then or how he showed up and who you are today. And and it's just for me, right? There's a gap mm-hmm. because I didn't, I didn't really have the opportunity to witness the shifts for you. Mm-hmm. It's almost like this was Tim, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden this was Tim John, oh, right? Yeah, the got before it. and after. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I got, I got to see the before and after, but mm-hmm. there's a gap for me in between. But what I do know is mm-hmm. that who you are today allows you to actually have that point of view of when I put this ring on. Who am I supposed to be now? Mm-hmm. Right? Where if we could if we could bottle that ten year thing for that you went through mm-hmm. and make that hand that out to people so that before they get married they can arrive at the same way that you did of who am I supposed to be now when I put this ring on? We'd have and no divorce. Be a great a much better world, right? Because Absolutely. you're actually stepping into it saying how because when because we had conversations and it wasn't just who am I am I supposed to be, it's who am I supposed to be for her. Of course. Right? For th- that side of the family, mm-hmm. how do I show up now going forward? Right, all these different things, and I, dude, I was married at eighteen. Mm-hmm. That doesn't even, doesn't even compute for me, mm-hmm. right? To have right. that thought process about marriage, mm-hmm. it does now, obviously after thirty years of marriage. After all the years of marriage, yeah, but yeah, right, but yeah. So I don't know for all the single guys out there listening, mm-hmm. Kevin. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, <laughs> Andrew. You should be preparing yourselves mm-hmm. that way for oh, everything yeah. that you do in mm-hmm. life, right? Not mm-hmm. just marriage, but for everything you do in life. Well, I've been praying for Kevin's wife for years, so you know, <laughs> I have since I met him. I've been praying for his wife. So stand like by, oh, I've been praying for Andrew's wife, and I have seriously. So you know, there was um, one other thing that you had said in in your story, your story that you shared about. Um, you know, walking around the town mm-hmm. really spoke to me from the person. Like, I, I remember a, a very specific time when I was walking through the hall, uh, walking through the lobby one time. And uh, up until that moment, um, I can look back and I realized, like, I was running this business like the way you walked that mm-hmm. that town, right? I was running this business. I was trying to get there. And 
you know, you, you walked that, that area for an hour and a half before you picked up the phone and called somebody that was two minutes away. Mm-hmm. I did it for eight years. <laughs> I did it for eight years. And then one day I have, or however many years it was. And then one day I'm walking through the hall and, and you asked me like, what's going on with you? And, and, uh, I told you, yeah, I'm fine, whatever. Uh, like I always do. And, <clears throat> and you go, no, um, you know, you, you called me out on it. <laughs> and I said, um, well, you know, I'm just really struggling right now. I'm not sure what's going on. And I don't remember exactly what I shared, but your response to me was, it, that's because you're not coachable. Mm-hmm. And just that little conversation, mm-hmm. um, there was more conversation mm-hmm. after that, but just that conversation really shifted things. Mm-hmm. And it was like that, to, what you, the, your story that you shared is like, that was me finally, finally putting my wall down and talking to somebody and saying, this is where I'm struggling. Right. And then you saying, no, well, you're not coachable. We're two minutes away and this is how you get there. Mm-hmm. And then making that little shift of not doing it on my own mm-hmm. anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, and if people would not wander around for an hour and a half <laughs> to five years, um, <laughs> they would get there much quicker. Mm-hmm a great way to end this podcast Hmm. it's perfect it's beautiful at the end of the day we aren't meant to do this alone Mm -mm. we aren't meant to we aren't meant to do life alone we aren't meant to um wander the streets by ourselves when there is somebody literally two minutes away right um so anyway it's awesome um i love you guys i really appreciate each one of you sharing i appreciate your journey i appreciate your willingness to be as transparent as you have been i know it's not easy because you're boys and you know boys don't share so um <laughs> or I'm ask for kidding. directions or ask for directions so um thank you for that and uh so oscar why don't you sign us out uh yeah so i guess we're flipping out <laughs> <laughs> we're flipping out <laughs> I'm Melina Boswell, your host of the Flippin' Off podcast. I really hope you enjoyed it. If you did, we'd love for you to subscribe, give us a five-star rating, and tell your friends all about us. You can find more episodes of the Flippin' Off podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever else you like to listen to awesome podcasts like this. If you like what you've heard, we'd really appreciate it if you'd follow us on Facebook and Instagram and tell us the stories that you'd like to hear. Tim Jackson is our senior producer. Luke Jackson is our editor. Brothers. Josh Maldine is our producer. Sound design by Frequency Factory. Our executive producer is Mind and Mill. This was all created by Dave Boswell for New Wealth Advisors Club.